Dinosaur Junkies. You better count your money. You better count your money. That new list money. You better count your money. You better count your money. We are the Tour Junkies, and we're on a heater. Welcome to the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am 2022 betting podcast. I'm your host, DB, uh, on said heater. I got my boy, Pat Perry, with me. We are pumped for tonight, and we're also pumped that we are presented by our friends at Covers. Shout out. Shout out Covers. Covers.com yes. is the place to go if you love sports and you love to win. Winning starts at Covers, and over 20 million sports bettors annually hightail their tails over to Covers, and they do betting stuff. They got content for everything. NFL, although it's wrapping up, you only got the Super Bowl left. You got Major League Baseball going to get started here in a couple months, but the NHL, NBA, all that stuff. And Covers.com is where you, you go to start your betting process. They've been doing it for sports bettors for over 25 years. Check them out. It's also the only place you can get our exclusive top 20s and head-to-head article every Tuesday for free on Covers. You can go to Covers and don't. You don't have to pay anything. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, Pat, what is also a beautiful thing is a 75-1 to first-time PGA Tour winner, Luke Liss. Yes. 50-1, to followed by 75-1. to Your boy is on a run. All right. You're, uh, yeah, you're on fire. You had now, you know, when you bet Luke List every week that he's in the field, you know. Oh, it, here he comes. It, uh, I mean, you know, I'm just telling okay, the I, truth. I want to talk about this. You're, I want to talk about this. I'm glad you brought this up. You're not telling the truth, okay? Luke List is not on my card every week. He's not. Now, he is in Luke List weeks, which last week was a Luke List. Well, that last week was a Luke List week. There's a number of things I think we can learn from this as better, right? Number one. Um, if you watch the Lucas interview or listen to the Lucas interview that we did with him back in October, mm-hmm. we always ask our, our guests, we always ask them if we, if we put up a, a you know, a PGA tour player interview, we're going to ask this question. So if you only listen to it for this one question, we're going to say, Hey, you know, tell us like, what's the ter- What are the tournaments on, on the schedule that really kind of stand out to you as a place that you, you, you think you'll do really well for a guy like Luke. We said, you know, you think you're going to notch that first PGA tour win. He named two places. Torrey Pines and Riviera, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, he, he went on and on about Riviera. So, we got two more weeks, and guess who's going to be on the betting card again? That's right. I'm sure. Should be. Okay? Because I think, so, so the lesson there is, number one, trust the tour junk. You know, like, we're not just interviewing these guys for shits and giggles, okay? We're interviewing these guys because we want to get some valuable information even for the better. And Lou gave it to us, and then he delivered, Okay? The second thing I have to address about this, because I got some, I got some of those people on Twitter. Let me say this though first: we should do a reel of all the interviews on, and, and that question, and have like you know have like a rundown like how they answer. That. Yeah, we just need somebody to watch or listen to hours. Well, just and listen hours to those interviews. They're actually pretty damn good interviews. The time codes on them, and we'll do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we should we should be we should do that. The other thing, yeah, so I heard people say, you bet him every, you know, if you hit him every week, congratulations. Like, okay, well, there's actually some truth to that. Like, yes, I'm a, I have been a noted Luke List fan. I've believed in it coming, mm-hmm. just like a lot of people did Tony Finau for forever. A I lot said of people, Luke List would never win anybody any money. You did say that. A actually, of, I didn't say he would. I said he has. He, he has, yeah. 
A lot of people have done the same thing with Ricky Fowler over the last few years, right? A lot of people did the same thing waiting on Jordan Spieth when he was in a two, three-year slump, right? It happens, okay? But I guess the thing is, like, if you pick the right spot or if you, if you, if you keep picking your spots, right? I'm not, I'm not going to bet him blind, right? But, but I knew Torrey was a place for him. And you can't deny he wasn't coming in playing well. He was chalky in DFS. Everybody was talking about him in DFS. He was high-owned in DFS. You can't deny that he wasn't playing well or that he had uh, you know, history there. But hey, the thing is, is like, at least I got it. I, I got him. Like when he hit, because what's what's more devastating than riding a guy for years only to not be on him when he wins? When he's when he wins. Like I would be so infuriated with myself if that happened. Yeah, and that happened to us. It did happen to us. Because did didn't when Joel Damon won? It did happen with Joel Damon. <laughs> we didn't yeah. have him on the card. I actually talked him up in the nut hut that week and then didn't put him on the card. Um so I do think there's something to that. Like, if you believe in the player that much, we see this every year. We saw it with Finau. We saw it with Jason Kokrak. Kokrak. It just happens every year. Like, a guy like that is going to get it done. And I'm so glad Luke got it done. Plus, like, listen, we're, we, don't, we don't charge you for picks, right? We, we, you're not paying a fee and we text you our picks. Like, we will never do that. Uh, absolutely never. That's never, never going to happen. So part of this is, is fun for us. Like, we, we bet on golf for fun. And I love, I, I love watching Luke play, and I like Luke. We've gotten to know Luke a lot. He's a member at, our cl- at my club. Like, he's a great dude. And so I'm pulling for him. So it is easier for me to pull the trigger on it. So s- screw the hatred there, number one. Um, but I also had some interaction with Luke, actually. Uh, I, now, well, a lot of people saw me go bananas on Twitter. Um, when he won, I was at a wedding in Dallas. As you should. It was a, it was an open bar, liquor bar, e- everything you wanted at the bar, open bar. And your boy had a day. I had quite the day, and I was watching live when he, when he, when he hit that shot and just let, let his nuts drag all through the fairway at the 18th at Dory. And I was watching live, you know, at the reception, literally like on the dance floor. And so then the, the fingers just start, you know, the Twitter fingers just start blowing up, and. It got a little out of hand. It got a little out of hand. I, 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 was, I was not fully clear-headed. I, and looking back on it, you know, I, I, I went a little overboard. I went a little overboard. Of course, I also, um, you know, kind of drunk-texted Luke that night to tell him congratulations. And then I was like, what an idiot. Why did I do that? He's got like a million text messages. But he did reply um, in the middle of the night. And, and all he said was, I, I said, uh, fuck yeah, man. Way to let them boys hang on the last hole. Congrats. He says, thanks, David. It was all Siwoo. He, he knows, man. He knows. Mm-hmm. Luke, Luke has been very good to us. And above that, I'm making fun of a guy at our club. He, Luke played in like this exhibition thing at Champions a couple months ago. And this loser member of ours literally said that to him. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, said that to him while he was, right when he was about to hit. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. What kind of establishment is this? We just let anybody in. But um, anyway... He's a big he's a big fan of Siwoo as well, and he we told him on our show that he was kind of our you know he was the one we wanted we want Siwoo, and so he's been lobbying for us, and in fact, uh, so he sent me that text, and then uh, last night we were flying home from Dallas, and guess who was on our flight from Atlanta to Augusta? I wish I could say Siwoo, but it was Luke and his lovely wife Chloe and their two lovely kids, great family. We we started talking, and um. He said, uh, I said, I said, you talked to Siwoo? He said, dude, first of all, I played with, he said, I played with him on Saturday. And the guy just continues to be so electric. 
Um, he said, David, he said, when I tell you that Siwoo hit shots that very few people on the PGA Tour hit, I'm dead serious. That guy is so freakishly talented. He said, but he is so aggressive. Like, he is one of the most aggressive players, if not the most aggressive player I've ever played with in professional golf. And every time I play with him, I look at my caddy at some point around and go, this guy is like balls to the wall and just firing at pins, right? But he, he said he told me. He said, I told Siwoo, you got to get on my buddy's podcast. Like, they want you on. They made your T-shirts. Like, they've, they've been trying to have you on. He said, I was telling him on Saturday. And he goes, on Saturday, he said, Siwoo's like, no, my English not good enough. My English not good enough. And Luke's like, that is bullshit. He said, I know your English is good enough. And you know your English is good enough. These guys know your English is good enough because they've had enough people who know you and are around you that have said your English is good enough. But like, apparently he just doesn't want to do it. So, but Luke said he told him, he's like, you're, that's a crutch and, and you're lying. <laughs> so Luke said he's working on him. Um, but he also said, uh, he said Siwoo is the only player on tour who stays on his cell phone the entire round. He's like, live round, he's tied for 10. And he's on his cell phone the whole time. <laughs> so, oh, producer Sam says he will learn Korean for Siwoo to, to translate. <laughs> I think it's just time for Siwoo to come on and speak his good English. And yeah, he, like, yeah. let's bring it out to the world, Siwoo. But we don't even speak great English, honestly. Yeah. Um, Seriously. Also, Luke said he went and saw a putting guy. This is inside baseball here. He went and saw a putting guy. And he feels really good about the trend up with the old flat stick. Um, now he loves POA. He, he likes putting on POA. So like, again, that's probably why he said, you know, Tori and Riff, but um, he did see a guy. I don't know who, but he, and who likes putting on POA? Be honest. Luke Liss and Brant Snedeker. Brant Snedeker and Luke. Yeah. Um, anyway, such a good dude. I really appreciate Luke. Um, and Chloe's sweet too. Um, but man, I was just so happy to see him win. So like a lot yeah. of it was just that too. But that's great. But I would have been ticked if I wasn't on him. So like I don't know. I'm not gonna apologize for being a, a fan of a guy and continuing to believe in him. No, you should. And then bet for him, bet on him. But I do think hot take. I'm sure everybody will be really shocked by this. I think the seal is broken with Luke. I believe the seal is broken. I believe he could go on a coke rack run. I believe bang out another you know one or two or three in the next five years. I, I think it could happen, or, or sooner. Uh, I, I, think think it, I think he could, too, and I think the thing is about him is that, I mean, when you're looking at it from a stat standpoint, he is yeah. he's just, he's a king of stats. I mean, when you look at it every week, he always pops. Yep. He, but he never really came through from a winning outright standpoint. I mean, yeah. he's, he's been on tour a good, good minute. Um. Well, he's got the game to compete. I mean, his ball modern, striking, yeah, everything is oh, fantastic. He gets it so far. Yeah. So far. But, and it, it, you know, if he was going to have a good putting week, then, I mean, yeah. it was going to happen. And if he continues good putting, yeah. I mean, again, it's – and on top of it, he actually missed a lot of putts. Yeah. He could have won this tournament by, like, five strokes. But that's what, we all, that's what we say about guys like that, right? When they're, yeah. when they're peaking on ball strike and we're like, yeah, I mean, if you're Corey Connors and you're having a week, like, which that's probably too soon for a lot of people because he continues to not play well. But, you know, if you're, if you're one of these ball striking guys and you just have an average week putting, you can do it. You can make it. I mean, look, Will Zalatoris, for crying out loud. Like, that kid put Does on a ball strike. Does he scare you on every single putt? Does he? 
when he's over a two-foot putt, I'm worried he's going to miss it every single time. I can't tell you how confident I was that his putt on the playoff was not going in. I knew it wasn't no. going in. I was like, no. this ball is not going in. There's not a chance. When mm-hmm. it left the when it left the putter blade, I said, oh, that's left. Uh, he missed it on the left side. I mean, there just wasn't a chance. That 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 miss he had on Thursday or Friday from like a foot and a half that I think No Laying Up tweeted a video of it. I mean, what was te- what was bad is that he didn't just like push it or anything. He it, it hit the toe. It, it hit the toe of the putter. And he brought it back like this far. It I mean, was he, somebody is young and is it as good as he is yeah. should not have these issues. Like that's a you problem. That is a, like, that should a, be a pat problem is what I mean. That should be yeah, that should be a my problem. Yeah. yeah. It like, is. I, he he hasn't lived long enough to have the demons that somebody like me has. <laughs> Like, where are those coming from? Like, imagine if those, de- like, 20 years from now, Will Zalatoris, like, what's going to happen? I don't know, man. Um, but it, it is, it's ugly. It is ugly. Um, yeah, it, it was, a, it was, it was awesome. I, I, I enjoyed it, man. I mean, I just thought that was a heck of a wet shot he had on 18. Like, that was, oh, just, that was and you when you have that. to sit there for that long, waiting on a playoff, yeah. it was an hour and 45 yeah. minutes. That's the other thing, like, about golf betting. Like, that's the other thing. Like, it's just so – you just have to get so lucky a lot of times. Like, I, there's no denying that, you know, yes, it feels great to hit two in a row, but – and the process is – you know, you feel like your process is bulletproof at that point, but you, you just get so lucky to hit a winner in golf. You, you really, really do. I mean, we, we do the best we can to pick out trends and stats and value and find the value on the board so that if, if you know, if the best guys on the, on the top of the board don't for some reason win – you know, that you hit the right guy, but you just, you can't imagine how lucky, you know, wh- whether you're on a hot streak or, and, but it also like reminded me, like when you're in the cold, when you're in the cold zone, which I was, I mean, you were, uh, you were super hot in October. I mean, you hit mm-hmm. four winners, hit four winners from September to November. And I was hitting nothing like complete blanks. And I don't know, it just reminded me like, and I think that's another like little takeaway here as we wrap this part up, but like, it's just a reminder that it doesn't necessarily mean that your process or what you're doing or the players that you're even picking are bad or is wrong or whatever. You're, you're just like a few little breaks here and there for these guys, and boom, you've got it. Like I, I was texting Pat, you know, into the back nine. I was like, Luke better get to 17 under, or he's not. There's no way he makes this. And the, the guys just continue to not birdie and not take advantage of the par fives, not you know, yeah. not get it in the hole. It's a tough course, though. It's yeah, and so course. it's just a reminder that like you know doesn't mean your process is completely busted and it can turn around real quick. I mean, I was writing DB's big balls betting card two weeks ago down like 42 units or something. And now I'm up 35 in two weeks. So like it can, it can flip real quick uh, in golf. And that's why I love it. And I love the sweat. I also will do this and uh, chalk bomb. Ben can testify to this in the, in the nut hut maybe, or if he's watching, he can comment. On Wednesday or third, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. I texted. I was talking to him on the phone, and I said, "I'm going to let you know right now that it is it is like Luke List time is coming. It's either happening this week or it's happening in the next couple weeks. It's happening for Luke List. It was either round one or round two. I believed it, man. I believed it. So pumped to see it happen. Um, and I will continue. I will hammer Luke List in two weeks at Riviera. He's taking the week off this week. He's going to play uh, waste management, and then it'll be a riff. So there you go. Um, all right, that's enough of that, Luke. List gloating. Yeah, Sam's like, you've been gloating for 15 minutes. Well, it's a good conversation. It's a little bit of betting theory. You know what I mean? 
Uh, new shows this week. We got an event in Saudi Arabia that uh, our boy Mark Hill is going to be breaking down. Victor Hovland took that one down at Abu Dhabi, I think, last week. So Mark Hill's dropping that on Tuesday evening or so. And then Garrett Simmons, the Corn Ferry Tour caddy, uh, host the Corn Ferry Tour betting show, is recording tonight. And so that podcast should be on the Corn Ferry Tour podcast feed, Corn Ferry Tour Junkies podcast feed in the morning or sometime late tonight. Uh, we're recording live here on Monday. And that will also be up on YouTube on Tuesday morning. So the Corn Ferry Tour is in Panama, I think. And he's got Ed Lore. Oh, Ed Lore is special. Uh, yes. He's amazing. Ed Lore's a good guest. We've had Ed Lore on the show before. Ed Lore actually won the event in Panama before. So he's going to talk through that golf course. And they're going to talk through some names they like. So that'll be good. Check that out. Uh, before we get to some betting discussion, course breakdown, outrights, top 20s, all that stuff, Pat, uh, we do want to announce a, a contest. I'm excited about this, Pat. Are you? You're yes. excited about it, aren't you? I don't know if I am excited about this. <laughs> All right. Last week we announced the details of the um, of the betting. I mean, of the the golf event, the live golf event happening September 23rd, September 24th near Pottsville, Pennsylvania, at Mountain Valley Golf Course. There, um, it's going to be a lovely time. But we announced this Team DB versus Team Pat rivalry match that is happening on Friday. It is an ex- Pretty exclusive event. You know, it's going to be limited seats available to this, and the tickets are going to go on sale here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so you will, when you register, when you sign up, you will have to choose a team, Team DB or Team Pat. And there's no flip-floppies, no swappies, no changing around. When you, when you lock it in, you're locked in. And then when you get on, on site on that Friday, teams are separating. F you. We're going to our spot. You're going to your spot. We're practicing together. We're eating together. We're, we're, ta- we're going to get riled up for this thing. We're going to do this, right, on Friday. Uh, the, the first day of this of this event this weekend so we thought it would be fun because there's been some people announcing teams and you know i got on here last week and poor mouth uh, that nobody wanted to be on my team and i, I managed to drum up some interest now it yeah, doesn't mean you anything. Drummed up a lot of interest it doesn't mean anything until, you drummed up all this interest with your whining and complaining but it doesn't mean anything until people buy tickets and say team db so yeah i will say that but um we thought it'd be fun for a contest for you to reveal which team you are on. So like a, think of it like a, a high school recruit committing to a college or producer Sam said a, uh, like a, uh, a gender reveal is pretty funny. Th- get creative with it. Okay. We're going to pick somebody who does this the most creatively and entertaining and funny. Uh, we're going to pick somebody and we're going to pay for your, for your trip. Not, not your travel, not your accommodations. We're going to pay for your golf entries for Friday, Saturday. So that includes your golf on Friday, your golf on Saturday, uh, two meals, on Friday, two meals on Saturday, I think, and all your beer for the trip, all that will be taken care of. So all you got to do is figure out how to get there and where you're going to stay. But we're going to let you sleep on the range. We're going to let you camp out on the driving range. So you could stay for free as well. So it's just one winner, right? Just one winner. We're going to pick one winner. We're going to have to have a mediator here. We're going to have to have like Sam and Ben and yeah, you know, I don't know. This neutral is, parties decide I don't think who was the most. You and I should be able to pick. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't. But we'll have to work on that. But just one winner. Um, and you're going to need to put it on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever, whatever you got. You put it on all the channels, hashtag Team DB, hashtag Team Pat, hashtag Golby's Cup 2022. That's Golby's Cup 2022. Uh, do that hashtag and um, yeah, we'll, we'll go. We'll go from there. Maybe we'll let we'll, we'll let some we'll let a neutral third party decide who wins this thing. Well, I mean, I mean, right now, like if with 85% of the people choosing Tim, Team DB, if you're like the 15% of the people that might happen. choose my team, 
you're probably going to get a better look at at uh, at winning because like you're like it's going to be like a hundred entries to fifteen. You know, we're going to be looking at the uh, you know maybe team the team pad entry. It's a better look. I don't think so, but it's, it's diluted. It's a diluted a little bit. I, I will say, if you've already committed, that's fine. You can, if you've already told us who you committed to, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Like you have announce it so on social, put it out on social, get creative. You know, let's let's knock this out. Um, that should be fun. So be on the lookout for that. Tickets will be going on sale for that here pretty pretty soon. Um, be a great I, event though. I'm excited about it. Um, the bump and run event. Man. Bump and run event. Bump You're gonna be able to contend against you know top. I mean a world class. Player. I mean world class. It's pretty pretty sporty. I'll tell you what else is world-class. The new Fujikira Ventus TR shafts is, are pretty world-class. You like that for a segue? How yeah, about that's that? good. Uh, introduced first on the PJ Tour at the Amex. Had tons of good feedback from a lot of players testing and hitting that. Obviously, Cam Smith, we mentioned, won the Century Tournament of Champions with the new Fujikira Ventus TR shaft. It was the number one driver and wood shaft uh, that week. And at the Amex, 19% of all the shafts uh, in drivers, fairway woods, and hybrids were a Ventus model. Uh, they're crushing other brands out there. And the Ventus TR is a new mid-launch, low-spin profile with new material added for additional stability to keep your towards from getting a little loose. TR is an addition to the Ventus line. The Ventus TR is available for $350 MSRP to buy online or through custom fittings at any charter dealer. Starting February 1st, tomorrow, you can get your hands on the Ventus TR shaft. So if you're looking for, you know, if you're in the market for a new driver, new hybrid, new fairway woods, whatever, Check out the Ventus TR shaft. Get fitted. We always say to do that. Always. No matter your handicap, get fit. And before you go, call them and make sure they have Fujikira shaft. And if they don't, go somewhere else. All right? I, I'm gaming the Fujikira shaft in my driver. It's kept me a little more on the playing field these days. I will say that. I played nine holes at TPC Craig Ranch uh, while I was in Dallas this past weekend. Didn't hit hey, one ball out of bounds. Didn't hit one ball out of bounds. That one. That's saying, that's saying something. That's huh? saying something for you. Um, all right, Pat, course information, key stats, all that kind of stuff. What do we need to know about the three courses? Three freaking courses this week for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am in Monterey Peninsula, California. Um, yeah, so last year, just kind of like they did at the American Express Championship, they went to two courses. But this year, they are going back to the three-course rotation for Pro-Am. You've got 156 players in the field this week. Cut will be after 54 holes, so they'll get to play all three courses. And top 60 in ties actually make the cut. Not T65 in ties, like we see in pretty much every single core event. Uh, the flagship course is uh, Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach Golf Links. Um, they will play here at least one of the first three days, and then they'll play here on Sunday for the final round. It is a par 72, just under 7,000 yards. All of these courses aren't very long by tour standards, um, but there's, they're still very challenging. Poana Greens this week on Pebble Beach uh, and all the courses um, that really don't run that quick, and that's because they're extremely – they've got some slope. They're tiny. Uh, so you really can't get these greens moving that quick, um, but they are fantastic. Some of the best greens on tour. Um, very tough to hit. This is definitely a second shot golf course. Actually, all three of the courses are second shot golf courses. So you got to be good on approach, um, and then you got to scramble well if you miss the greens out here, because um, you are going to miss some of these greens. Um, if you if you think about the U.S. Open when Gary Woodland won, 
with Justin Rose, um, you know, coming up there, you know, also right there. Uh, both of them just scrambled incredibly well. Um, you got to score on a lot of the par fives on these courses. I think that's going to be key this week. Um, the weather is really the is, is the defense on all three of these. Courses. I mean, if we get some wind and weather, then they're going to be tough. But you know what? Not looking like we're going to see that this other than a little bit cooler temperatures. The other two courses are Monterey Peninsula, which is, this is the shore course. It is um, also just under seven 7,000 yards. It's par 71 with Pohanna Greens. Um, they do get these greens moving a little bit quicker. Um, I think this is the easiest of the three courses. Um, you, you also have, you know, all you know, par fives that are definitely scorable this week. And then Spyglass Hill, which is very tough. It's a sneaky, tough course. It's 7,041 yards, par 72, also Poana greens. Um, but they do, there are some, you know, gettable par fives on this one as well. Ah. I'm always out of breath when I got to talk about three TM courses. Um, but look, I mean, if you're looking at for stats for me this week, I'm going to look at par five scoring, course history and recent form, scrambling, strokes gained approach is huge this week. Poana putting, I'll look at that as kind of an outlier. Good drives gained. I like that stat this week on Fantasy National. I think good drives gained is something that you want to look at. And um, that's about it. Past yep. champions, Daniel Berger, last year, 18 under. Then you had Nick Taylor in 2020 at 19 under. Phil Mickelson, 2019 at 19 under. Ted Potter at 17 under in 2018. And Jordan Spieth in 2017 at 19 under. So you're looking at right around that 19 to 18 number is what we typically see the winning score here. Talking about odds also, I mean, We've seen long shots here. Now you see, like Daniel Berger was eighteen to one last year, or in that range. But then Nick Taylor was about one hundred and fifty to one the year before that. You know, Mickelson was twenty five to one. Ted Potter was five hundred to one when he won. Hmm. Jordan Spieth was nine to one. So obviously one of the favorites when he won in twenty seventeen. But before that, you had Bond Taylor, I think, in twenty sixteen, and he was like three hundred. So you could definitely get some long shots on this course. Um, it's a painful tournament to watch though. it really is with all the amateur stuff and everything else and the, the played out you know whatever bill murray is going to do that he whatever does larry the cable guy's doing yeah again. it's just, Ma- oh they're going to shove macklemore down our throat my god i mean they, if they force feed macklemore and as a former yeah. macklemore fan i used to like him i can't take him anymore it just like the golf community is so excited to have somebody pushing the limits of like golf fashion and this 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 uh Hip hop icon or whatever, and they just they just just lose themselves all over him. I can't I can't take it. I can't yeah, watch. It, it's I will not watch this tournament at all. Probably. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one, um, but I think this is the last one we get with with the three course Thank thing God. and and all of that stuff, and then we get into some real some real stuff. But um, yeah, I don't I don't have much more to add in terms of the course. We we've said enough already. I mean, I, I got to be honest, man. I'm feeling good right now. Like I just kind of want to go with the gut. You know what I mean? I'm just. Oh, you like you're going with the. What are you trying to? You trying I mean, to? We, dude, we've been doing this since since put Von out your Taylor. inner pat. Yeah, we've been doing this since Von Taylor won, dog. You know, we've been doing we've been breaking down the Pebble Beach Pro Am for many moons, right? Like so. So I didn't like get too bogged down in the stats. I'll, I'll throw out a few stats today, but yeah, I mean, I, I want guys who are going to find themselves in the fairway. And at Pebble Beach, what that usually means is, you know, your short hitters are going to keep doing what they do. They're going to hit. You know, a guy like Joel Damon actually, I, I bet. 
it, this is interesting because he hits his driver so straight, as is Nick Taylor. But they hit it like 285, right? 290. Well, they're yeah. still going to hit it 285, 290. They're still going to hit driver because they know they can hit fairways with their driver. Whereas a guy like, you know, um, let me see, Willie Zalatoris, like he might not hit a lot of drivers. He may be hitting two irons or, you know, or a seven wood or whatever he's got and, and hitting it 265 or 270. Like you could have situations where actually, you know, Joel's in front of these guys hitting driver um, and just as accurate. So I, I think anybody off the tee can win this thing. You don't have to have distance. So I'm looking for the player, you know, any of those players, obviously hot iron play, throw skin around the green matters as well, because you're going to miss these small, you know, peckish greens at Pebble Beach. And you got to have some love for POA. And I'm a believer in the experience here at POA, you know, or here at Pebble Beach. So, you know, we, we've seen that trend um, that, you know, since 2000, like, I don't know, everybody's had at least one top 15 finish or 20 finish or something in, in three tries at Pebble in the previous three tries. So, like, experience around here matters because of the it angles does. and mm-hmm. the, the, the putting, the green nuances. You know, Spyglass last year, a lot of players talked about why Spyglass was more difficult was because even though it wasn't as coastal as Pebble, figuring out what the wind was doing between the trees was giving guys a hard time. Yeah. Like, I think Berger talked about that. Like, there's trees here, and, like, at least with Pebble, you know where the wind is coming from. You can, you can see it. But sometimes in the trees, it can get tossed around there at Spyglass and stuff. So I think those little nuances add to the experience factor. So a lot of – I don't have a whole lot of, you know, rookies. I'm not going to have a lot of rookies on the card here, I'll tell you that. And I think one reason why we see a lot of long shots win is because it – you know, it hasn't been the strongest field. Not too many of these guys want to play yeah. a six-hour round with Larry the cable, bot, the cable Guy. I mean, can you blame him? Or Johnny Knoxville or McLemore. Um, so there's not, it's not a top-heavy field. You got Patrick Cantlay, and that, he's kind of like tier one. Um, and then it's a pretty steep drop-off. So I, I'm going to be living in this 125 to like 50 to one range. I, I like that range a lot. So Yeah, I did too. All right, let's I see. Think- I think there's also a huge gap between the 25 to one and the 50 to one range. Yes. Not really a whole lot there. No. Yeah. There's really not. In fact, all right, let's, let's talk about the top of the betting board. Uh, You got Patrick Cantlay up top seven to one burger, 10 to one Willie Z Jordan speed, 18 to one Jason day, 20 to one Justin Rose, 20 to one Seamus power, 22 and Tringali and McNeely at 25. Um, well, I found a slightly better number on one of these guys. So I'll, I'll tell you, if we're talking about guys up to 25 to one, the only guy I'm, I'm interested in is actually Justin Rose. And you can find Rose at 25 to one right now on bet MGM, um, which is, uh, you know, better than DraftKings right now at 20 to one. So I mean, Rose has played well here before known as a perennial iron player. Um, he's obviously in good form. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see Rosie playing well again. 25 to one for Rose on, on bet MGM is probably it for me in this top range. And I mean, I think in a field like this with this kind of variance, I mean, can't lay in burger. I, I would never pull the trigger on either one of those in this situation. I mean, look at the last couple of weeks when everybody just knew John Rom was going to win or when was it two, two weeks ago at the Amex when Rom and can't had like 43% implied odds to win and they didn't win. Like I'm going to keep riding this because um, you know, these guys aren't Tiger Woods. This isn't prime Tiger era. So I, I'm not going to bet Cantlay or Berger up there. Uh, it's Rose for me, and that's it. Okay. Well, I had Rose written down too, so I'll uh, agree with you there. Um, I I mean, I think we got to talk about Jason Day. Yeah. I yeah. mean, is is I think he's back. 
I think he, he is. I mean, if you look at, well, obviously last week, he had a chance to win and then just kind of fizzled down the stretch, but okay. But look at his, his record here. I mean, he's got five straight top 10 finishes. T5 and 17, T2 and 18, T4 and 19, fourth in 2020, T7 last year. Even when he was, he hasn't been great the last couple of years, he's still finishing top 10 here. Yeah. And you're getting him at 20 to 1, coming off of a good week. You know, he talked about his game last week and how it's kind of changed a little bit as his ball speed's down and not swinging at it as hard as he used to. And that's probably a good thing for him because he's always got some sort of injury and whatever else. And so I think you're going to see, and he's already said he's going to pick his spots. Um, this is a course he likes. This is a course he's obviously played well on. Um, and I think, you know, at 20 to 1, that's that's a really good number. I would much rather play him at 20 to 1 than Jordan Spieth at 20 to 1. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jordan Spieth's irons have been terrible already. The last, like, he played at Century. God, I can't believe and, we're saying this. I know. What, what's going on here? <laughs> what, what's going on here? But I think day at twenty to one is is a is a good bet. It's, we did an in memoriam in memoriam for Jason. He he at we the killed Golden, him Golden, off. Golden Goldie show. We killed him. I mean, but he, I think he's back, and um, and I'm glad to see it. I've always liked Jason. I've always liked Jason Day, and so I think at twenty to one, him and Rose, two guys that we just like. They are we, two guys. Two two older dudes. Yeah. We're 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 but we're going to talk about both of them. Um, okay. Anyway, my stay away though is Jordan Speed at twenty to one. I'm not I'm not ready to get with Jordan Speed yet. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not getting have... in bed with Jordan Speed. <laughs> Did you flash yourself to John Rom last week? By the way, no, but I wanted to. Okay. Did you I expose yourself? Um, I talked about that. I might ex- I might have a little Jordan Speed exposure in DraftKings, but that's uh, in DFS. But I don't know about. Yeah. I, I you can't bet him right now. Uh, all right, let's move. Let's move on to the next range because there's going to be a lot of names in these next yeah. two spots for me. Um, yeah, I know he's uh, only 34, but look, producer Sam, it feels most like people would think about Jason Day as being pretty old Just yeah. because of his all of his injuries and everything else. Like he's all had more injuries, takes a lot of vitamins. He, his yeah, he's probably got the most expensive urine on the PGA Tour, just chock full of vitamins. Anyway, um, all right. 20, like a, beyond that 25 to one up to like 75 to one number, bunch of names in here. You got to shop around. I mean, all right. I got to talk about this because I just talked about Luke list. You can actually find Maverick McNeely at 28 to one on bet MGM, which is a better number than what he's, what he's got on DraftKings. And I just, I, I when I saw the number th- today, I was like, Oh gosh. I got to pay, you know, it's, it's getting too, you know, 28 to one just feels too short for math. I mean, he just can't close on a Sunday. He, his Sunday was so bad last week. Um, I think he started the day, what, two shots off the lead maybe, or maybe three at the most, um, and then just completely bombed. But talk about a great record here in, 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 a, in a couple of years, I think, a couple, two or three starts for Maverick McNeely. Loves this place. I, I just, as hard as it is to pull the trigger at that number, I think I have to do it. I, I, looking at the field strength, looking at the everything else lining up, I'm going to kick myself if I don't. So yeah, this is your your you got to follow the lesson you just yeah. talked about. If you, it just sucks because it, it, it's more it's going to be a more expensive you know 
loss if he loses and not as great a payoff more than likely if he wins than when we were fire when I was firing away at him at 70 to one. But, um, but it's just with this field and what he's doing right now, how he's hitting the ball, how he's played here at Pebble beach, you know, this is the time of year to ride Maverick McNeely. So I'm just going to keep riding him. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't love the number, but I don't think compared to the people that he's around, I don't think it's that bad. I think he's fairly priced. Um, uh, I like Kevin Streelman at 55 to one, uh, on he's on, he's better at MGM, MGM as well. 55 to one on bet MGM, Kevin Streelman. Uh, you know, we just interviewed him. He loves Pebble beach. He talked about how much he loves Pebble beach. Talks about how, uh, he loves playing with Larry Fitzgerald. Obviously they just continue to wax everybody in the pro-am, but he, he, I think Streelman can close the door on another one. It could be just another one of those older guys that has a resurgent win. So I like Streelman 55 to one. And I like, I like Matt Kuchar at 65 to one on FanDuel. You can get Cooch at a little bit better number there on FanDuel. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel a little bit of Kuchar. You know, he's, he played all right in his last couple of events. I was kind of surprised to see him do his thing. Uh, I wasn't really expecting much out of Matt, Matt Kuchar, but T7 at the Sony. Um, played all right at the RSM Classic back in the fall. So he's got the game that could play well here. Great scrambler. Mrs. Greens, he's fine. He's got plenty of experience here. So Kuchar at 65, that felt like a, you know, a good value there. I like those three. I feel like I haven't heard you, like, actually pick Matt Kuchar since like before the L two can days. Yeah, I don't know that I have. That might have been the I first mean, time. Like, he's, been the, he's been in the the he's been in the doghouse for me for a yeah, while. Yeah, he has. Um, all right, I get. I'll give you a few here because I did like uh, Strillman also. I saw him at fifty five to one. I like Mito Pereira at uh, at fifty to one. You know, I talked about him last week in the Nut Hut, and everybody just came down upon the 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 hate came down upon me for even. Thinking of Mito Pereira for the for the tournament last week, and what did he do? I think he did pretty well. He did pretty well. Um, so he was uh, what was he last week? Like top twenty five, something like that. He was twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. So I do like Mito though. I think this is uh, another good week for him. He has been playing well. Um, so I think at fifty to one, that's a good number for him. Um, I like kids at fifty to one. You know, I mean, I looked at it. Everybody talks about Kiz, and I think the narrative, and 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 we kind of created it. We talked about it on our show, and one of our we talk about you know talking about our interviews again. He's been on the show, and he's not a big fan of Poana Greens, but he actually put okay on it. It hasn't been that bad, um, but he's just a good putter in general. Yeah. Um, but if you look at putting in this field, he is eleventh in strokes gained putting on Poana Greens over the last hundred rounds. He's played well recently, um, you know, third place finish at the Sony Open. So I think uh, I think Kiz makes a lot of sense right here at fifty to one. And this, these all three of these courses are good courses for him. And I think that's why he plays here, even though he may not, you know, say he likes Poana Greens. They're all good fits for him as far as the courses that they're going to play this week. So I like that. And then here's another one that I think kind of would surprise people, especially when you look at his odds versus the name that he is and then even if you looked at like the drafting prices in fantasy but denny mccarthy i think it's 66 to 1 is is a really good play i mean you look at the stats for him i mean he's one of the he's a great scrambler top 10 in the field you know he's you know, yeah if it's accurate it's, off the tee you know checks the box and par five scoring 
Um, I, I think Denny McCarthy is a is a really good play this week, and I like him at at sixty six to one. Doesn't have a great history here, so if you're if you are big on that, then you're probably not going to like it. But if you just look at his last few events, I mean, he's had top fifteens in three of his last four events, including the T six um, back at the uh, what was it the American Express a couple weeks ago. So I, I think Denny McCarthy is also a good bet there at sixty six to one. You'll notice, like I said, there's a huge gap. There's yeah. not really anybody in that 30, 40 to 1 that I No, like. there's not. Yeah, it kind of goes from, I mean, for me, it goes from like McNeely to Strillman at like 55. I kind of, Seabez kind of caught my eye a little bit. Christian Zadenhut at 50 to 1 caught my eye just a touch. If I were going to go a first timer at Pebble Beach, you know, you went meet though, I think I might go Seabez. Yeah. Um, Kind of has the game for it, but we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out on the betting card. I will say this. Um, I have been, you know, while I've been cooking up winners, I've also been cooking up some sweet meals in the kitchen ever since HelloFresh came on board yeah. to support the tour junkies last year. My wife and I kind of got hooked on it. We really did. I mean, we, we get HelloFresh meals every single week. Pat, you know this. Um, we get them delivered every week. We love cooking them. It saves me from having to go to the grocery store so much. And even when I go to the grocery store nowadays, you can't find meat on the shelves, you know? But, I mean, HelloFresh sends me chicken every time or yeah. beef or whatever I want. They actually have it there. They actually have it at HelloFresh. So it's a great time to focus. New year, you know, you can focus on saving money by ordering less takeout or learning to cook, prioritize your wellness. HelloFresh can cater all the meals to you there. And they deliver pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week. So you can get all the convenience and you don't have to skip on quality. It's great food. Skip the trip to the grocery store, like we said. Saves you from all that mess and saves you from having to waste food at restaurants, waste money on, at restaurants, really. Um, I love HelloFresh. Legitimately do. Really appreciate them. It's, um, it is legit. I did this Monterey Jack hamburger. Yes. They, they, those things, my good. My favorite is there's a Korean, there's like a Korean barbecue meatball recipe. It's like got yeah. some kick to it and some mm-hmm. rice and green beans. It's very good. Um, so anyway, go to HelloFresh.com slash TourJunkies16 and use code TourJunkies16, all one word, for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. You can send your friends a free HelloFresh meal. Send your mom. You know, send your, somebody who babysat your kids for you as a thank you. Send them a meal. So it's a nice thing. 16 um, meals? 16 meals you get for free. So That's go to a half Hello- a month. Yeah. Go to HelloFresh.com slash TourJunkie16. Use code TourJunkie16 and get 16 free meals and three free gifts. Um, yeah, it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh is the way to go. And we appreciate them supporting the podcast. Mito Horny. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> did that, I do that? Was that an appropriate time for that? Did I do that? I don't know. Oh, Sam did that. Sam's Sam's getting crazy tonight. Sam's just button happy over there. All right. Um, Talk to me about this longer range, kind of up to the 125 to 1. Start me off there. I got a bunch of guys circled here. I mean, you got, you know. I really do. You got Scott Stallings in here. Aaron Rye, people have been asking me about already today. Uh, Former champion Nick Taylor, former champion two times, I think, Brant Snedeker. Our boy Joel Damon's back in the field. Brandon Hart, great story there. I mean, we're old enough to remember when Brandon Tark- Harkins had his tour card. We were doing DFS. Yeah. Just one Harkins on the Corn Ferry Tour. That was just one on the Corn Ferry Tour in a playoff. Big friends with Damon and uh, yep. a few others that live in, Scottsdale. in that Scottsdale area. Yeah, and he's a, he's a West Coast kid. Um, 
Matt, Matthew Neesmith sneaky playing good right now. Also, he's coached by our friend Gary. Are Creston. you gonna just go and throw the name? You like said, hey, how about we'll see what Pat says, and then I'm just gonna throw out like six names, and well, all I'm of them are gonna be Pat. I'm, Sam does all this hard work on the graphics, so I'm naming some graphics off, I'm naming some names. People can see the graphic. Excuse, okay, excuse me. You go. Sorry, I will not say <laughs> I, another name. Oh, I guess they can't see it if they're listening to the show and not yeah. watching it. I mean, I would never say um, Patrick Rogers on here. You say you, why, why not? Why would you not? I don't have them written down. Oh, I'm shocked. Okay, good. Anyway, um, <laughs> let me see if I can name somebody else besides what you just said. Um, actually, I'll talk a little bit more about some of them. I like Lucas Glover at 80 to 1. This is a course for Lucas Glover. Played is well it? at the Sony Open. Yeah, it is. Except for putting. I mean, the guy's one of the best ball strikers on tour. I mean, he's going to hit every single ball like 10 feet at least, and then he's just going to miss putts. But I still think Lucas Glover, you know, he obviously has win equity. He's, he's won several times on tour on very difficult courses and on easy courses and whatever else. I think Lucas Glover checks the box here for sure. You look at his approach game, top 25 in the field, top 10 in ball striking, which I just said, great ball striker. And his putting is terrible. But if he has a good putting week, which he can do, I think he can certainly win here. So I like him at 80 to 1. Uh, I'll let you talk about Joel Damon. Um, you know, I don't I, know. I, wanna, I don't know. I, I, jury's out on Joel Damon. I, all I know is this is one of, we know this, this is one of Joel's most favorite courses in the world. Like he yeah, loves Pebble it. Beach. Is. it he, is. he wants to, he would love to make the cut and play an extra day at Pebble, I guarantee. Well, I, I will say, and it should suit him. Yeah, it should. Um, but one of my favorite plays in this range is who you just mentioned, Matthew Naismith. I, I think that, I mean, okay. he is a guy who has played fantastic recently. Um, you know, you look at the stats here. He, he definitely, he's kind of like the young, he's the young Luke List. He, he's, he is like, I mean, he really is. I mean, he's, he's a good ball striker. You know, he's top 20 in the field in approach. He's, yeah, he's always 20. a good iron player. I don't know if he's got the distance Luke does. but He he's... doesn't have the distance, but you don't need it here on this. Yeah, no, no, no. But he's 110th in the field in stroke team putting on Poana Green. But I still think Matthew Naismith, the way he's been playing lately, um, I, I think that's that's a, a big deal for him. He's he's obviously coming in here with a lot of confidence. Um, so I think he is a, a very good play, and you can get him you know, right around 100 to 1. So that's that's a good number for him. And the last two times he's played here, you talked about, um, you know, the course history here, and since two thousand, you know, everybody that's won here has had at least a top. What did you say, sixteen place finish or twenty? Yeah, finish in the last few years. Well, he's got a T sixteen and a T eleven, and the two times he's yeah. played here in twenty 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 and twenty twenty one. Yeah, so he fits a bill on that as well. So I think Matthew Naismith there at 100 to one is is a very good number. Um, the last one I'll say is somebody we haven't seen in a while, um, but he is obviously experienced on tour, and this is a just a good course fit for him. And that's Charles Schwartzel. He's at 100 to one. I his T T five here a couple of years ago. I mean, I I think he can pop. Um, now he may not win. He may be more of a DFS play or a top ten play or something like that. Um, but who knows? I mean, so there you go. I'll start off with Michael Thompson at 80 to 1. 
uh, on DraftKings. He's just I can't figure I can't quite nail him. I mean, I had him at the Amex. He missed the cut. I didn't have him last week. He finished eleventh. I mean, he's very volatile. It seems, and even his record here at at Pebble is volatile. He's got missed cuts, missed cuts, thirty ninths, and then he had a tenth in twenty nineteen here. And it does seem to be a course that would suit the shorter hitting, fairway finding, you know, scrambling, putting Michael Thompson. So given that we've seen some really, you know, hot flashes of Michael Thompson with a fifth at the Sony gaining six and a half strokes with his irons and an 11th last week, uh, gaining six and a half strokes to green, most of that being around the green, like he can obviously pop. He's got a lot of upside. So, and we know he's, he's a PJ tour winner. So at 80 to one, I, I feel like he can close the door if he wants and, and, uh, and do his thing. So I'll start there. Um, a guy that, man, I just look at him more and more and I go, is there anybody on the PGA tour that is more guaranteed to finish between like T32 and T38 than Nick Taylor? I feel like every (laughs) gosh dang event he plays in, that's what it is. He does not miss a lot of cut. He does not have a lot of top tens. He does not have a lot of top 25s. Like it is just. Make the cut and make sixty thousand dollars. Make make a you know a teacher salary with a master's degree in a big city every freaking week. That's what he does. But he is a previous winner here. He does come arriving with some form. We've seen him play twice now. Thirty third at the Amex, thirtieth at the Farmers. Um, tends to find a lot of fairways and then you know kind of chip and putt over his career. It was very average, very very average. Nick Taylor, a hundred to one. I mean, I looked at other names in there, and I'm like, well, I mean, I'd rather have Nick Taylor. It's yeah, kinda... but don't you just think you, like, if you're going to talk about it that way, shouldn't you just, like, maybe hope that he finished this top 10 and take him as a top 10 bet? Yeah, yeah no, I have him as a, um, right now I'm looking at him as a top 20. I was going to wait and save that, but I do like that as a top 20. Um, Adam Hadwin at 100 to 1 on FanDuel was popping for me as well. I'm kind of interested in him. And, you know, maybe... Maybe a little Amish, Amish Troy merit. I'm kind of looking at him as well, 100 to 1. On FanDuel as well, a little better number there with Troy Merritt. So those kind of guys, like those kind of just accurate plotters that can kind of get hot from one week to, a ne- to the next. That's kind of what it is. Um, so that's it. All right, let's go to the long shots. Bombs over 125 to 1. I, I Initially in my research, I've written down a bunch of names here. And then as I started to try to narrow it down, it actually – Ended up, I don't have a lot of names here. I don't have a lot of names at all. To yeah, be I mean, it's a obviously there's a lot of guys, uh, but like when I first saw it, I was like, "Ooh, Taylor Pendrith," and then I'm like, "No, he doesn't really fit the, he doesn't fit like the the first timer narrative." Like, and and then his biggest weapon is his distance, uh, which is neutralized. I think this here. is where you mentioned early in the show going with your gut a little bit. Yeah, I think this is a range where you can. You know, if you see a guy and you're doing your research and he doesn't pop on all the stats and whatever else, but you just like you're like, hey, I've seen him, I've I've watched him lately. Yeah, he's, you know, he's he's you know had some good form here and there. I've seen him play well at Pebble Beach just by memory or whatever. Like those are the kind of things where you just say, you know, I'm gonna take, him. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take him even though he may not you know fit a lot of stats. This is when you can overthink it a little bit. Just just go with some gut here. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'll give you a couple of those because I, I definitely got some gut calls here. I'll start with J.J. Spawn, a guy who I was on last week, finished 34th at the Farmers. I like the recent form. The history here is terrible. 
but he's a West Coast guy. I don't really understand it. Now, he, he's come into – this is definitely one of the better years for him in terms of incoming form into Pebble Beach. Um, he's 150 to 1 on FanDuel, but his ball striking right now has looked very solid. He's gained strokes with a flat stick like the last, like, I don't know, like six, five out of seven or eight events uh, with the putter. So I think JJ is interesting. He is typically a West Coast thriving guy, and he is playing good right now. He's just never done well at Pebble. So 150 to 1, maybe sprinkle a little something on that. Hubbard at 200 to 1. I just love Homeless Hubs at 200 to 1 on BetMGM. You know, another accurate guy who can get real hot with the putter. And then this one kind of, this one's, this is a gut call. I, I'm scrolling down looking at this name and I went, you know what? I might, I might throw out a little 400 to 1 on DraftKings. Luke Donald. What if Luke, oh Donald, my goodness. What if Luke Donald pulled a Stewart sink and won a PGA Tour event again? You know what I mean? Like that would be bananas, but he's, you know, he's played okay at Pebble Beach. He's got him a, a decent, I mean, yeah, sure. It was, it was back when a lot of our listeners were, you know, prepubescent, but you know, he's got, he's got a record here and he hits, he's hitting fairways. And, and how about this? I mean, even lately, 27 at the Sony, that's good for Luke 16th last year at the 3M open. I mean, there's been little pops of Luke list and this is, this is one of those golf courses that should suit him. So 401, whatever. In other words, I'm probably not going to have a lot of people in this range. Okay. Well, um, I'm surprised it, like, did I miss this? Maybe I I missed this guy. Is this guy, did he withdraw? (laughs) Because I just feel like he probably did. I'm about to make an idiotic statement because he withdrew. But how about Joseph Bramlett? A guy that we've seen play extremely well the last few weeks. He What's was his super record here because I see him as like this is not a great fit for him. What's his record here? He has. Um, hang on, I, go, go I think he's starting to. Uh, he has a he finished top twenty here, t eighteen in twenty twenty, yeah, and t sixty three in and twenty twenty one. So he's played here twice. He's made the cut both times. He's, he's played here three. Uh, he's also played in two thousand twelve. Holy crap. Good Lord. What was he doing then? Was he oh, like finished, a baby? Finished 40th. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. Anyway, I mean, you look at him, he is the same I reasons just, we, I mean, he's a good ball striker. You know, yeah. he's, he's 35th in the field in strokes gained approach. It's not, I mean, if we were so high on him last week, I know maybe well, it's it was. he's a long ball hitter. He's a long distance hitter. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, a top 20 here a couple of years ago isn't bad. I mean, I mean, he means he's obviously, yeah. So I think Bramlett's uh, one of the, you know, and he's 180 to one. For a guy that's played as well as he has. I'd rather have JJ Spawn. I was out on JJ. I'm just Spawn. I don't know. Anyway, Bramlett has played well recently. Here's another one. This is, this is going deep on you. Deeper than Luke, Luke Donald? Well, not that deep. How about Austin Smotherman? Yeah, he eleventh last week at uh, at the Farmers. Um, you know, he's he's another one that I think. Uh, you know, who knows? Could be a good week. This is obviously he's a Cali boy. He is this, a Cali boy. This is his first time playing here, and of course, my 
Peter. If you subscribe to the heavy petting and chalk bomb emails, which hit your inbox every Tuesday and Wednesday, I did. Um, I've been doing a series of write ups on these new Corn Ferry Tour rookies, giving you some intel on, you know, how they play, what kind of players they are, and Austin Smotherman um, checks a lot of boxes here in terms I of think, what he did yeah. well in the Corn Ferry Tour, and he's a California kid, and obviously he liked being in California last week. Yeah, I think he's and he's two hundred and seventy to one. Um, Really across the board. I mean, his stats look pretty good outside of, you know, scrambling and putting, which you're going to see in these these guys um, that are this far down. But, you know, good on approach. Um, great ball striker. He's 22nd in the field there. Um, and he, he actually is, you know, I say his putting isn't great. He's 46th in the field in putting on Poana. Now, on, I don't think... On KFT tour. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know... You know, we don't have a huge sample size for him, but he, like you said, he was a good putter on the KFT tour. So I think Austin Smotherman there is uh, is pretty good, two hundred seventy to one. There you go. All right, uh, let's talk about some top twenties, Pat. Actually, yeah, let's talk about some top twenties. I'll uh, Luke Donald's eleven to one as a top twenty. I, I think I kind of like that. I put, I put, you know, some money on that eleven to one. Um, I'll start with the long shots. Luke down 11 to one Ryan armor, six to one top 20. This is a Ryan armor course and we know he can get hot. Nick Taylor, three to one. That feels, I mean, God, Nick Taylor can never get a top 20, but if he's going to get one, I'll take, I'll take my chances here at Pebble beach. He's three to one. Michael Thompson's three to one. There's, there's a good little section there at three to one Knox, Russell Knox, who we didn't talk about Michael Thompson and Scott Stallings. Another guy we didn't talk about who loves, loves his place. All three to one. I like those numbers. And and my boy Mavs plus one twenty. That's probably as short as I would entertain going uh, in the three to, in the three to one space. But he's plus one twenty. Well, I'll give you a few. Um, I mean, how about Thigala? Thigala? The God, man. Yeah, I, I, he I always I every time I hear it, I, I want to say his name. It sounds like the you know the um, Ricola cough drops. Yes. Ricola. Ricola. Uh he's plus three fifty. I think he could be a good top twenty bet. Lucas Glover, as I mentioned, is an outright is plus three hundred. Matthew Naismith at plus three fifty. Smotherman is plus four hundred. Uh I like that as well. And then here's my uh this is an, a gut play for me. I, I played him as a gut play last week and he actually did pretty good for me in DFS. And that was Alex Smalley. He is at plus 400. So there you go. All right. Uh, all right. We named a lot of names. Named a lot of names on this betting show, this betting preview show where we're hot right now. But now we want to give you our favorites, the ones that we named that we really, really like, the early leans that we suggest you hop on right now. Go ahead and throw in the bet right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Number probably won't get any longer. So go ahead and do it. Knock it out. Take care of it. Presented to you by our friends at Covers. Winning starts at Covers, and we appreciate Covers being a title sponsor of the betting show this year. Um, we're pumped to be with them, and uh, they give great content, and it's free. Like, just get in there, mix it up. They've got a big forum in there with like five hundred thousand people in the forums. You can chat it up in there, um, and winning starts at Covers, and they make sweet gear. I love this hoodie. Um, yeah, it's good. It's, uh, it's in a lot of my TikTok. I videos. wore a polo last week. Covers. You nice. did. And so I thought it was Chicago Bears um, polo. Yeah. All right, Pat, hit me with your favorites. Who you got? All right, I'll give you a few here. On the on the uh, 
on the shorter end, I'm really loving Jason Day at 20 to 1. So I'm going to go with that as one of my favorites here. I'm also going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Kiz at 50 to 1 uh, in that mid range and also in the mid range, Denny McCarthy at 66 to 1. I like that for him. If we're getting a little bit longer for me, I'm going to keep, I'm just going to, I'm going to go with uh, Lucas Glover at 80 to 1. And then, I don't know if I can. I, mean, I can't go with the bombs in my favorite because I just don't think that. So I'll go with Matthew oh, Nason. You think they're really good values, though. And, you, yeah. and the number's going to get shorter, not longer. If you see one with a you know big discrepancy on the book or something. you know. I, I think the one that is really going to get a little bit shorter is Matthew Naismith at 100 to 1. So those are going to be, that's it. That's four right there. Jason Day, 20 to 1. Kiz at 50 to 1. Glover at 80 to 1. And Matthew Naismith. At a hundred, any any top twenties? Just your yeah, favorite? Two my favorite, favorite top 20s. Two top twenties are Thigala at plus three fifty. That's Sahith Thigala for those. Yes, yeah, Sahith Thigala. Plus three fifty. And then I'm actually going to go with Austin Smotherman at <laughs> plus four hundred. Those are some big three twenties or big top twenties there on you mm-hmm. on your boss. You're letting them hang. All right, my favorite outrights. I'm going to go Rose at twenty five to one. Best number you can get on him is MGM. Uh, I'm gonna go Mav McNeely, 28 to one at MGM. Got to keep going. But, you know, lesson learned. You keep riding your horse. Ride them till they till they till they buck you. You know what I mean? Did it with Luke List. Paid off last week. Here we go, Mav McNeely at 28 to one. Matt Kuchar at 65 to one on FanDuel is the best number I see at the moment. Good God, I'm I'm can't believe I'm playing Matt Kuchar, but I am. It sets up to be a Matt Kuchar horse. Um, Strillman at 55 to one is the ultimate course horse here. Absolutely. Just just had him on the podcast. If you haven't heard that interview, you need to check that out on our YouTube channel or our podcast feed. Great interview. Kevin Strillman, great dude. And absolutely loves this week. Loves Pebble Beach. Loves his playing partner. You know, you talk about six-hour rounds. Like, Strillman would love this place if it was eight-hour rounds. He would do it. He loves this place. And then, finally, Nick Taylor at 100-1. to Former champion. Um, just all-around accurate guy. It's a lot of greens and reg. Just have a hot week with the putter in your end. And then my favorite top 20s are uh, Nick Taylor at 3-1 to one and Maverick McNeely at plus 120. Those are two. I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and get those now. There we go. It's an ugly field, but we're here for it. You know what I mean? We're here for it. Yeah. And listen, if you want to bet on it, you know, want to bet on a lot of stuff, you got options this week. Hey, do we have an LPGA Tour event this week? Do we have Crazy Marcus? Poor Crazy Marcus. His article, like, just, he just nails the top 10, but he can't get the one that finishes first to save his life. Um, but we got Corn Ferry Tour. We got uh, DP World Tour in Saudi Arabia, I think. Anyway, we got all kind of betting. So you can bet on, there's like 500 golfers you could bet on this week. And we're going to break them down for you right here on the Tour Junkies. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Let's make it three weeks in a row, people. Let's keep the heater going.